Welcome to Baptist Vices. This podcast is designed to engage the Baptist community in challenging thought. We hope to not just promote negative propaganda that is raised against Baptist thought, but to biblically analyze some of these thoughts and provide biblical solutions. We hope you enjoy today's program. And now your host, Dr. Steve Dameron. It's great to have Evangelist Calvin Allen back with us. We're doing part two of the No Hope Syndrome. So with this one, I'm going to read Proverbs 13 and verse 12, where it says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. So we're looking at this idea of hope, the No Hope Syndrome. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. And specifically, we were thinking about this as far as some examples in the Bible. So uh, Evangelist Colin Allen and I were talking about even Abraham and how God sometimes tells us to do something, and in our mind, it doesn't transpire in t- at the time frame we want. And so Abraham, God gave him hope that you're going to be a nation, a nation that is as the sands of the sea. It's just, they're, they're not going to, uh, it's an amazing promise, but Abraham, hope deferred, yep. and he was like, well, i got to take this into my own hand. And so then he uh, has a relationship with Hagar, but that wasn't God's plan. And so just thinking about this, uh, I'm going to – I'll have you jump in, uh, Calvin, uh, Calvin Allen. Thanks for, again, joining us and finishing up this thought on the no-hope syndrome. Absolutely. And, you know, it's my pleasure, again, to be on with you. And, you know, when you think about that phrasing there, hope deferred, mm-hmm. you know, what, what does deferred mean? So as I begin to meditate and think on it and study it a little bit. You know, that word deferred refers to something being drawn out or kind of extended. Yep. Um, even the word dragged along or prolonged. It's basically, you know, I have an expectation from the Lord, but it's taking a long time to happen. And so, you know, it's amazing how Abraham, of course, the promise of the Lord was, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. And as a matter of fact, he said, nations are going to come out of you. And so, you know, here he is at an extended age of his life. And he's thinking, Lord, how's this going to happen? And, you know, there's so many times in my life where I feel like the Lord has led me in different ways and areas and that's kind of an expectation that he's going to take care of me. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, the expectations are not met immediately. Yep. And, um, a lot of times my, I grew up and my, my pastor is like a father to me and, mm-hmm. and I lived with him for several years and he would often say to the kids, if we asked him something, he would say, okay, do you want an answer right now? And, uh, the answer right now is usually no. And so we learn, we learn real quick, yeah. and we'll get into it later, I'm sure. Isaiah 40, 31 is his favorite verse. It's his life verse for the last 40 years. But uh, we learn to wait patiently. And uh, But it, it, Abraham, you know, here he is, and his wife, of course, Sarah, she's thinking she's past the time of women. And, yes. 
and so they've got to make something happen. And yeah, you know, we can all get to that place where that prolonged hope, where you know, maybe even the Lord's called us to ministry, and we don't have anywhere to minister yet. I know. Yep. Maybe the Lord has dealt with our hearts about you know preaching the gospel, but we don't have a pulpit and we don't have opportunity yet. And it's such a an important thing to learn to wait on the Lord, and those opportunities will come. And if the Lord God has called you to it, you know, He's going to get you to that point where He's going to fulfill His promises. And one of the things that I'm often reminded of, especially lately, with some of the traveling that I've been able to do, and uh, was to the nation of Israel, you know, they're surrounded by their enemies. Yeah. And my mind has often gone to Psalm chapter. 23, where all of these promises are given, and he said he prepared a table before them in the presence of their enemies. And when I look at that, I'm also reminded of the verse, well, he that keepeth Israel neither sleeps nor does he slumber. But they waited for how long? You know, 2,000 years um, to see a promise of their nation becoming again and to where they were, where they were historical foundation. Yep. So I'm out of that tunnel now, so hopefully <laughs> you'll be able to edit that. Right. But I'm so, I'm so reminded of those promises. Not even though their hope, and think about it, one of the things that we discussed while I was in Israel was the mentality of the Crusaders. Yeah. As they came into the city of Jerusalem, they almost had an anti-Jewish mindset, many of them. Because our guide even told us, he said, imagine coming into Jerusalem thinking that you are the church, you have replaced Israel, and Israel is now in shambles. And so it gives kind of credence to a replacement theology yeah. to say, see, God's forsaken them, and we're here to take over. We're here to restore where what is supposed to be uh, the Jewish state. Yes. And so— but. Same thing, hope deferred. Here they are now. They're scattered, and God, again, in 1948, begins to gather them again. So that was a long time, you know, almost 2,000 years from 74, I believe, A.D. Yes. until 1948, where they're scattered. Yeah. And so, you know, I've never waited almost 2,000 years for a promise <laughs> of God, but, you know. <laughs> right. Sometimes we get antsy after a few weeks or a few months. I know. But um, hope deferred, it can make. But I love the second part of that verse that says, when the desire cometh, it's like a wellspring, I believe, it says of life. And, yes, and it is. Yes, and it's like, okay, now that it's here, ah, now I see the promise of God. Yep. Now I see it fulfilled, and now it's like it brings life now again. All right. So, so what I want to do is just quickly, we're going to deal with two sides of this hope, the no hope syndrome. One is... Uh, when somebody is in a hopeless situation, you know, the Bible does give a lot of advice, a lot of counsel. One verse that yeah. I was just looking up is Psalm 31, verse 24, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. And yeah. so uh, Psalm 41 or Psalm 42 uh, says uh, a similar thing where it, it says, why art thou cast down, O my soul, why art thou disquieted? Hope thou in God. So our thought is, 
if you are in a hopeless situation, the situation may be bad, but our hope is not in that situation. It's not even in those circumstances. Yeah. Our hope is in God. Yes. You know, that same phrasing from chapter 31 and verse 24, it's used that good courage. Yes. And that was something I looked at. And the word good courage, the phrase good courage is mentioned 16 times in the scriptures. And, uh, you know, I'm not a deep into biblical numerology, but the number eight is a new beginning. <laughs> it just reminded me that God, we can have a new beginning two times over. If we'll wait on the Lord, if we'll trust in Him, God can bring us to a point of being of good courage. Because not because we're always good, or because our circumstances are always good, but because God is always good. Amen. And and, and one of the one one of the verses I kind of looked at very quickly here, but Psalm twenty-seven. It was a song that I learned as a young Christian, mm-hmm. and it just made an impact on me to this day. And it's wait on the Lord. Psalm twenty-seven. Verse number 14, wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. And it's almost the exact same phrase that you used there uh, in Psalm chapter 31. Yes. And yeah, you're you know, right. I'm, I'm so grateful that that verse is in my heart. So wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Yep. So um, we'll wrap, wrap this up. So what about if we're working with someone? or we're trying to help somebody, you already referenced Isaiah 40, 31. There are times that we're working with somebody and it's dark. I'm sure, uh, I'm not talking about ourselves personally, but I've worked with some people and it seems like, um, man, that cloud is always over. <laughs> it's just, yeah. you're like, man, yep. I don't know, man. It, uh, I feel bad for him. Um, yeah. I wish that the circumstances were different, but what they're going through is hard. And to just sit there and say, you know, <laughs> you know what, but to come in, <laughs> to come in with like, I don't know, like, you know, singing, it's a small world. Um, that, that's not going to help. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think there, I think there are times and I, uh, it's funny cause I was, I was talking with a missionary in the last couple of weeks and uh, they were joking about it because in independent Baptist circles, sometimes we never can say something's bad. You know, we're like, right. there are some people that everything's always bad, but there are some people, like you say, how's your church? Great, great. You're like, how's your service? Great. Yeah. You're like, so do you ever, do you ever have a bad day? But sometimes, yes. sometimes we have to admit, you know what? We have bad days. There, there are bad yeah. days. And sometimes there are circumstances that, it doesn't necessarily make sense that they're this good friend of mine is going through that. And so how do we help them? Uh, maybe just a couple of ideas to help a, a person that is working with somebody that way. Absolutely. I think the greatest help uh, to me is the word of God. You know, Amen. Psalm 130 verse number five says, if I will wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait and his, and in his word do I hope. And so one of the greatest things that I use as a tool is the Word of God. Yep. And there's so many verses that are on my heart about, you know, hope deferred. And I may have mentioned it in our first episode on the hopeless, but, you know, Psalm chapter 3, and it says, Many are they increased that rise against me. Yeah. 
And, you know, all these things are, they said, he literally says there's no hope for him and God. Yep. I mean, that's a downtrodden person. But to point him to the word of God, the same process that David is going through, where he says in verse number eight, I believe it is, where it says, Thou, O Lord, art a shield unto me, my glory and the lifter of my head. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I mentioned this in our last podcast, but if I did, it's worth mentioning again. You know, so many times as a coach, I've told my players, you know, keep your head up, keep your head up. But here is the example of David saying, even when I can't keep my own head up, he is the lifter of my head. Huh. And so I, we, we can point them to the scriptures, you know, whether it's, you know, where David is a zigzag, where yeah. the people have, yes. you know, the Bible says they think of stoning him. Every man was grieved for his sons and his daughter and his wife. And, to take, and even David himself. And so the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen. And so I think that, and that's kind of the dual one. I'll, I'll end it with this, but, Number one, I could point them to an example in the scripture where, or whether it's Job. Yes. Job said, I believe it's Job thirteen fifteen. He said, "Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him." You know, a lot of things in the Bible we say this too shall pass, but there's some things that don't come to pass; they come to stay. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, uh, still remaining hopeful in the Lord, we can use the Word of God. Amen. But we can also look at this example in the Word of God and then yeah. use that example. Yeah. There are some things, I think this is probably the best recommendation I ever got in my life. And it was somebody who did it by the way in one of their sermons. It was the ability to encourage yourself in the Lord and how you can do that. Mm. And they mentioned just that you ought to have some sermons in your life that just encourage you. Oh, amen. And I, I'm all for preaching in sin. I preach hard, all of those things. Yes. There ought to be a group of sermons that you have somewhere that encourage you. There ought to be a group of songs somewhere that encourage you. Oh. There can also be a group of Christians. You know those type of Christians that yep. you just, you're better just because you're around them. Yep, amen. And I think having some of those things can take someone who we're dealing with in a hopeless situation and really encourage them in the Lord. So I would say the Word of God, the examples in the Word of God, and then using the Word of God yes, um, to encourage and to bring hope to a hopeless situation. Amen. Well, thanks for your time. know you're busy. I know you got things to do, so I appreciate you taking time to be with us on our podcast. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Baptist Vices. We trust you were challenged to find a biblical path for navigating through some differences within Baptist churches. Join your host, Dr. Steve Dameron, next week for another engaging podcast. May God richly bless you. Thank you.